Thank you for tuning into the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Your hosts dive deep on players, rankings, strategies, and much more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Monocle Dynasty. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Tonight's episode, I'll be covering your your hot takes for the upcoming season. But I didn't want to do this episode by myself. So I had to bring in the king of the take, at Duchesne's underscore. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I'm in my element. I'm glad you brought me here. Uh, this is like home for me, the hot takes. Uh, I don't know who else you could have uh, really asked to bring here that would have delivered better. So I'm ready. Let's get headphones off. Let's do this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, honestly, it's been a while since I've live streamed. And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't actually give you guys any notice whatsoever, you know, like, like a gentleman, uh, we just hopped on here and, uh, and we're, you know, we're just going to go over some hot takes and, and see how hot they are. But like I said, I had to bring on, uh, at Duchesne's so we can uh, properly fade Duchesne's, which is what you should always do. But let's go ahead and, and start off with the first one. Cause we have quite a few. And the first one comes in from our dear friend at Lindellians uh, on Twitter. And she says, Justin Herbert is the QB1. Duchesne's, I'll let you start off with this one. How hot is that? <laughs> it's a little hot. It's not headphones off. It's not that going that far. It's hard to distinguish some of these takes from uh, redraft from Dynasty. I'm going to assume this is Dynasty. And I have Herbert as my QB2, but he's a complete tier below the QB1, Pat Mahomes, who's in his own tier. Uh, I've got Herbert with um, three others in that second tier. But the, the headphones are on. They're not coming off for this take. This isn't so hot. <laughs> and real quick before I get started, we did have a couple of comments here. Of course, we had a hashtag Fade Duchesne's from Z2. Thank you, Z2. Uh, we had a hashtag Fade Duchesne's from David. <laughs> and, and then we have a Duchesne's regular takes our hot takes. Which is also very true. So the fan boys know. <laughs> they know. They do know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, once again, we don't know, or we didn't know, like, based on this, if it was for Dynasty for, you know, for redraft purposes or, or whatever. Um, but I was kind of going with, like, more of a redraft feel. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe, especially being from Linda, like, I feel like she's she's more about that redraft life. But, you know, either way, obviously, if you do really well in redraft, you're going to move up in dynasty ranks and that kind of thing. But if you look at it, Herb, Herb's had the fourth most attempts in the league last year, um, despite missing a week. So, I mean, just imagine what he would have had if he had played 16 full games. And I just think, you know, with the injuries that they had to their defense and um, and Austin Eckler missing time and everything, that, that actually led to him having to throw the ball more. And then, you know, obviously he ended up very well because of that. Now, obviously he was a rookie. He can move up. He can progress. He can get better. But I just think that the DQB1 is a little too spicy for me. But it's not that out of control. Like, I have him as a, I, I have him as a, a top 10 QB for sure. So, I mean, it's not like it's insane. You're not saying Daniel Jones is the QB1 or anything. <laughs> is he even a QB? I, I'm I not have, even sure. I have Herbert as the QB2 in Dynasty. But in Redraft, I'm a little lower on him. Just because I, I, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on Herbert for this year. And I just like other quarterbacks a little bit better. I got him as QB7 in Redraft this year. Um, if he's QB one though, Linda, in this happy hour co-owner league, I saw you took <laughs> I saw you took Josh Allen at one oh two. Uh, care to explain yourself here? 
Yeah, right. Uh, it sounds like you got some splaining and doing some fanboying instead of uh, you know winning. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, with uh, with Herbert, it just seems like you know he, he rushes a little bit. But with the, to be the QB one, you either have to be like that Patrick Mahomes level, throwing fifty touchdowns, that kind of thing, or you really have to be uh, you know running the ball. And I think he averaged fifteen yards per game. That's just not really going to cut it. So I think it's in redraft, it's going to be really tough. And then in Dynasty, unless he has that kind of year, then I don't think he's going to be moving up to QB1. So it's a little hot. But uh, and Duchesne's does have the receipts, always. My bookmarks <laughs> are filled, motherfuckers. <laughs> You're going to owe me apologies for Rondell Moore and Devontae Parker, but I'm sure we'll get to that one. Oh, <laughs> trust me, we have some Devontae Parker a little bit later. <laughs> uh, so the next one that Linda brought us was Javante Williams is greater than Melvin Gordon by a metric ton. Um, that one seems pretty spicy to me. I know people love, yeah, I, I guess you disagree with me, but people love them some Javante Williams. But I just, I can't get behind the fact that People are thinking that all of a sudden Melvin Gordon's just gone. Like they're talking about him being traded. They're talking about, you know, even if he's not, it's just going to be the Javante Williams show. It wasn't the Javante Williams show in college. Like, okay. you know, Michael Carter, uh, who's a fourth round pick, pick for the Jets, was like, took, did just about as much as uh, Javante Williams did. Now, obviously, I have Javante Williams over Michael Carter. I think he's a better running back. But I think the point is, is that. Even North Carolina didn't trust him to be like a workhorse running back. And now you have a highly paid Melvin Gordon on the Broncos. Uh, Yes, they traded up for Javante. I do think he's going to be used. He's going to be used heavily. But I don't think he's going to be that workhorse level. And and when you're talking about being that much better than Melvin Gordon, I don't see it happening. I I could see like a 60-40 split or something like that. you know, I just, nope. I don't see it. No? Nope. Headphones are on, Linda. This is not hot at all. Metric ton. <laughs> Melvin Gordon is like, he's in a ditch or he's he's already out of Denver. I have no worries, no qualms about Javante Williams with Melvin Gordon. You're talking about Melvin Gordon splitting the load with Carter in college. That's what happens when you have two NFL caliber running backs. You're just going to, you're not going to just use the one workhorse. You're going to use both because they both are NFL caliber. Uh, Javante Williams, it's the Javante Williams show. I would be surprised if he doesn't see 65, 70% of, of, uh, the touches. I mean, that's, that's like a starter, like a starting level running back at that point, 65, oh, yeah. 75, you know, 70%. You're basically talking about any running back that's not in some kind of committee. So you're kind of expecting Melvin Gordon to just kind of fade away to nothing. And I don't see like, and I'm not saying he has like this insane contract, but they're still paying him like eight mil a year. Uh, if he's on that team, unless they do trade him for whatever reason, then I just don't see how they're just going to be like, yeah, you know, fuck him. <laughs> well, he sucks, and Javante Williams is way better. So it might be like 60-40 to start, but it's going to be like 90-10 come playoff time. I'm, Gordon still had the 13th most uh, weighted opportunities last yeah, year. Yeah, he fucking like they, sucked, though. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, he, now he did have, he did have 10 Which touchdowns. Which is why they traded up to get him, because they knew Miami was about to take him. He he did have ten touchdowns, so I mean he showed the ability to score points for the team, like for the actual yeah, NFL I can fall team. Into an end zone. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I I don't know, man. It, it, it seems, I it just seems like it's more wanting than actually like thinking about the situation. And uh, you know, like, like I'm wanting Melvin Gordon to not be dead, and he's I, I don't have composing. 
I have zero Melvin Gordon. I promise you, I do not want. I don't care about Melvin Gordon. I I have uh, fifteen dynasty teams, and I do not have a single share of Melvin Gordon. This is not me being like, please, please, please work out. <laughs> I just I just don't see it with with Javante. I mean, the now there there are things in place where I could be wrong. You know, teams that trade up for running backs tend to you know put them on the field more often or more you know more quickly. Uh, so there are. There are ways that he sees the field and sees the ball more, but it just seems unlikely to me. Uh, but I guess we'll find out at, at the end of the year. So that's it for Linda. But let's go ahead and get into my boy, another Broncos fan. Uh, for some reason, we're starting with all Broncos fans here, um, and it's kind of funny because uh, based off of or based on uh, Linda's first take, now we have at Nathan GN. Justin Herbert is not a QB one. So not only are we saying not the QB1, we're saying not even a QB1. Uh, what do you think about that one? I couldn't hear you. The headphones were off, dude. Not a QB1? <laughs> Who the fuck do you have over him? Who? How is he not a top 12 quarterback? What the fuck are you talking about, Nate? This is, Nate is also the guy that bet that Melvin Gordon would be like a top 12 running back against me. He already conceded that one. So I'm waiting for you to come and say I'm sorry for this one. Because goddamn, that was awful. That's that's terrible, Nate. Maybe that's why I'm all aboard the the Melvin Gordon train because he's my because he's, yeah. he's my Coney in the redraft league. Like who who is who is ahead of him? Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Tua. I mean, T Law. Like this is you have to push him down five spots from my ranking. So like who who the fuck you hurts over yeah. Herbert? No way. There's just there's just no way. Nah, I, I can't get behind this one. Like as as much trouble as I had, you know, getting behind the the QB one with Linda, I, I can't go the opposite direction either. Like he, he he showed too much, and I do think there was a little bit of luck involved in everything. But I mean, that that's any QB that has a QB one season probably has a little bit of luck involved, and I don't think that it was all just luck. I don't, you know, I think he actually has talent. He actually has skill. Uh, I have him as my QB eight in redraft for redraft purposes. So. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible for him to fall out, but like you said, like who are you going to put above him? You know, that's like realistically above him that don't you know that don't have their own question marks and like things like that. I, I don't know. You 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 added to the offensive line. Eckler's going to be back. You know, assuming health and everything. I'm never assuming injuries, so it just seems like you're. You know, even even Keenan uh, missed time last year. Mike Williams always misses time, but like he missed time. I just I, I feel like you're really, really just hating on Herbert at that point. <laughs> that's really about all there is to it. Yeah, that's some. That's just some blatant hate, man. <laughs> it really is. Um, speaking of hate, this is another one. I, I he, he has to just hate the Chargers uh, because his second take is Austin Eckler is the RB fifteen. Um, now, once again, he did not specify if it was talking about uh, dynasty or redraft, uh, but RB fifteen. I don't know. Uh, what do you think of that one? Um, it's not as hot, you know. I've been a resident Eckler fan for the whole off season, and it, it seems like everybody's been pounding on the Eckler table. So now I'm starting to fade a little bit because he seems to be rising in value and in rankings. But when I was doing this thirty minute ranking challenge for the redraft. It was tough going after like the top seven or eight because I have Eckler at the at the start of this, you know, mesh tier of running backs with Eckler, A.G., Mixon, Dobbins, Sanders, Swift, Najee, C.E.H. Like, so it's not crazy. You, I could see you having I just have Eckler above those guys in that tier. But 
that's not that wild. I, I don't agree with it. I think he I think he has a higher ceiling than other guys and a, and a higher floor. But I can definitely see where he falls below Dobbins, Sanders, Swift, Najee. So it's not that wild. Yeah, there's definitely a tier there, and you could really like you could really move all of these guys up or down in the tier and not be that crazy. You know, like, and it kind of sucks because you go, oh, you know, J.K. Dobbins is the is the running back fifteen, and somebody goes, you're fucking crazy, and, <laughs> and and then you go thirteen, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and then but then you go like yeah, you know, like okay, who do you have over him? And it's all the same freaking guys, you know. It, it just, it, I think until we've talked about it before, you know, until you actually do your own rankings, it's so difficult because you think that you you think that you absolutely love this guy, and then you start like realistically thinking about it, and you're like, wait, well, I can't put this guy over him. I can't do this guy over him. And you're like, wait, he is running back fifty. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was my Calvin Ridley ranking last year. Yeah, it, you know, and honestly, it was an eye opener for me because I I had always kind of done like rankings, but never like true rankings. And uh, you know, even like literally just sitting down and doing it, it, it changes things. Uh, and I would recommend that anybody does it. But going back to Nate here, I, I really think you know, like when when Eck was healthy last year, he was the running back nine in points per game. Um, that was with a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line, you know, and, and coming off of injuries and everything. And he was still the running back nine. Now I think that the, the passing attempts will come down, which will obviously the t- targets and receptions will come down a little bit. So maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't take a step forward, but I feel like that like running back nine to running back 12 area, you know, is like pretty good for him. And, uh, he's obviously going to have some big games if, if they're coming back and, and, you know, uh, I, I just, I don't know. Running back 15 just seems kind of like he's hating, you know, especially when you're, you're hating on Herbert and you're hating on Eckler. Seems yeah. like maybe you just don't like the Chargers a little yeah. bit. It sounds like a fucking Broncos fan, doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound like a Broncos <laughs> fan now that I think about it. But, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they upgraded the offensive line. Uh, and, and then, you know, obviously fully expecting health at this point. Uh, I, I think he'll have some defensive players maybe. coming back, too. Yeah, and their defense is getting better. I mean, I guess... For him, it might actually be better if the defensive players oh, don't yeah. come back. Because, you know, but uh, you know, normally for a running back, you want the defense to be as good as possible. But maybe not with him. But regardless, I feel like running back fifteen is kind of his floor. Um, you know, like or at least close to it. Maybe his floor is like running back twenty or something like that, assuming health. So uh, yeah, I, it, it's a little hot. I think the Herbert one's a lot more hot. <laughs> not yeah, a QB I mean- one. I need glue to keep my headphones off on after that one. <laughs> All right. So this one, I think you feel a little differently, but this one was really hot. If I had headphones on, like I have these little teeny tiny headphones, like they're about to go off. Like what? But um, at YB underscore FF, my boy Wyatt, uh, he, he, he went a little hot, a little crazy with this one. CEH is not a top 16 running back. And uh, to me, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And you know, I, I guess I, I really should. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I really should have gone through and asked if these were dynasty or redraft takes. But either way, I'm these are these are redraft. These are redraft for sure. Okay, but yeah, uh, not a top sixteen running back. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> um, my headphones are on because I have them ranked as RB sixteen. <laughs> oh no, he's at the he's at the end of that tier of those running backs where you could see Eckler go to the bottom of Eckler, Ag, Mixon, Dobbins, Sanders, Swift, Najee, Ceh. Like there's a clear tier there, and then I have you have Carson, Monty, and I mean Aaron Jones might find his way back up now. This was before the Aaron Rodgers news, but Ceh, I 
I don't think people are in love with the Reed, uh, like Andy Reed making Brian Westbrook and um, Jamal Charles. But those were with captain checkdowns, baby. Pat Mahomes <laughs> does not check down. He doesn't do it. He will, but not nearly as much uh, that you need CEH to be a top uh, RB1. I, I don't think he has a chance of being an RB1 this year. I mean, I definitely disagree with there because I have them much higher. But, um, you know, but like once again, I, I do think there's a pretty big tier. And like he could be, even though I have him ranked much higher, like it's not, it wouldn't be that crazy for him to be at like 14 or 13 yeah. or something like that. But uh, he was a running back 20 in points per game last year with having the injuries that he had um, and only having a 1.8% touchdown rate. Uh, and, the, the offensive line that they had as you know, we saw what that offensive line was towards the end of the year. He started off. I mean, amazingly, if you look at the first half of the season uh, before the offensive line just went to shambles, like he, he was getting, you know, 15, 16, 20 points a week. And then it just didn't happen at the end of the year when he wasn't healthy, the offensive line wasn't healthy. Um, and he wasn't out there for, for third down, uh, you know, thir third downs and everything. I think, Assuming that he's getting better at pass blocking and things like a second year running back would normally be expected to do, then he should be out there more often. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell wasn't taking rushes, but he was out there for third downs because of the pass blocking and everything. He can, if he can take over that role, and then if he can get more than one point eight percent touchdown rate, um, which is extremely low, especially for somebody that was doing the things that he was doing, because, you know, the things that I look at, like juke rate and, and uh, breakaway run rate and, and all that kind of all the rates, <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, he did very well in all of those things. And yet he just didn't truly perform like we expected him to. So I think it'll kind of you know come back to it. But he doesn't have to do that much more to get up to the running back 16 is, is my point. Well, he doesn't have to do much more, but they have to change their philosophy as an offense, which could happen, but it would need to be a change where they, do, they don't go for the home run all the time because that's what Pat Mahomes does. And on top of that, I just don't think CEH is, a, is very good. I think he's just another jag who, who's in a great spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if I agree with Jag, but I, I he might he's not like he's not the top tier running back. I think he's just in a, a good situation um, that's going to score a lot of points. And last year he was in the same situation, but they just it just didn't work out. Like it was just random, like random chance in my I mean, opinion, at least. There's just so many other options for that offense. I mean, in the red zone, even you got Kelsey on those freaking shovel passes. You don't have Tyreek in the red zone, but yo, isn't Sammy? No, Sammy Watkins went to Baltimore. Anyways, I don't know. I just don't think he's. I I, I have him as RB sixteen, so uh, I don't think it's so hot. So apparently, you think that Wyatt's out of his damn mind because you have him as a top sixteen running back, and that's uh, all that really matters to me. <laughs> well, let's get to yeah. <laughs> let's this get to the hot. next one from Wyatt. This one is very hot, and uh, it, actually, when you look at the numbers, it doesn't seem that hot, but somehow it just seems extremely hot when you actually say it out loud and it's Bobby trees is a top eight wide receiver this year. And I mean, I, I went back and looked the last three years. He's been the wide receiver 11, 14 and 13 yeah, hovering he, around one. He's, he's been hovering right around a wide receiver one. It doesn't seem that crazy or it doesn't seem like it should be that crazy for him to move up to wide receiver eight. But yet when you really start thinking about it, and once again, when you sit down and actually do your own rankings, whether it's redraft dynasty, whatever, 
you actually sit down and do those rankings, you cannot put Robert Woods at wide receiver eight. You, no. you cannot do it. But that's the difference, I think, is when you're ranking, you're going for everything right. But I, well, then I guess if he's, if he's a top eight wide receiver, you're putting him as top eight in your rankings. I just can't do that. No, you can't do it. But I got him at 13, man. I'm right there. Like, I'm high as fuck, but it's just a couple spots. Like, you're ahead of, like, who am I putting him ahead of? Devontae Adams, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Cooper, Keenan. Like maybe what? Cooper and Julio. I'm high on Julio. That still only brings him to ten at best. Like it's a little, it's hot, but it's it's a good it's a good addition to the pod. I think, and uh, no, this came in after the Acres injury, but I think people are 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 worried or like assuming that the Acres injury is helping Stafford. No, and I just don't. I, I don't see that. Like I, I don't. If you think that like a QB is going to get better because their star running back got hurt, and that, they have that's a not how Jag now. Yeah, like, yeah, like when you get a major downgrade at a position, that doesn't help the QB. Um, and, and then their defense is still really good. You know, the, the great thing about the Cowboys, the reason why we love the Cowboys wide receivers so much, even Gallup, is because they're going to throw the ball so fucking much. You know, like it's not that. I'm not saying that they won't throw the ball. I think. Last year with Goff, they threw the ball around like around like league average. It was like fifteenth or sixteenth most times. I expect it to be around the same. I mean, maybe it's a little bit higher, but I mean, it's not. I don't think it's going to be all of a sudden a top ten passing offense because their defense is so good, unless they have major injuries and stuff like the Chargers did. But you know, but once again, we're not we're not banking on injuries. Um, when we're setting rankings, we're assuming everyone's healthy and that kind of thing. And I can't, I can't put him in the top eight, assuming that everyone's healthy and that uh, that everyone's playing. It just, it, I can't do it. I, I have him at like, actually, I should have written it down. I think I have him like wide receiver fifteen for yeah. redraft. Uh, so I mean, like once again, I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not saying you know, like I'm fading Woods or anything like that. And in fact, you're probably getting him much later in drafts. But exactly, um, I, I just can't put him in top eight. Like I don't, I can't put him that high. But I would not be surprised if he finished that high. Uh, I had him at 13, but that was before the Acres injury, and that that hurts him. It hurts him. It hurts Stafford. It hurts the whole offense when you go from an actually good running back in Acres to a pile of dog shit in Darrell Henderson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, if you didn't know, uh, Duchesne does not like Darrell Henderson. <laughs> He's just not good, dude. I'll, they only drafted Akers in the second round because he wasn't good. Uh, I just... I feel like I I feel like Henderson is basically like Rojo Dose. You know, like he just... Yeah. He's very, he, he's I think basically Rojo's like better, Ronald but Joe. yeah. I mean, like very similar... Pro, like they're, More they're not really... More better. Yeah, they're, they're not really great they're just like yeah. they can they can hit a hole if they, they if can you be rb1s like, because it's a volume position mike fucking davis was an rb1 last year like he can do it <laughs> but he's not you aren't gonna be too happy about it yeah and they're never gonna like win you a league you know they're, they're gonna be like okay you know that was great you won me a game but you didn't win me you a got league. me to the playoffs yeah exactly um and then his last one was which is another pretty spicy one is obj is a top 16 wide receiver <laughs> headphones on headphones off no, the, the, what was that what, what was that <laughs> <laughs> we have an official headphones off <laughs> why you owe me a new pair of headphones dude why, why receiver 16 are we living in 2016 like like, there's just no way, dude. Like, even though I love the Browns and I think that offense smashes, I I think Landry's probably the wide receiver one of that <laughs> offense. Like, he's coming <laughs> off of the ACL. I think he has a decent year, and he could even have a good year next year. But the first year off the ACL, 
Andy has does Wyatt does Wyatt have Andrew Luck, uh, Josh Gordon, <laughs> Calvin Johnson? Johnson. He, he, yeah, he still has all of those guys on his team, right? <laughs> because uh, I'm thinking anybody that's still banking on OBJ as a top 16 receiver is is just living in the past at this point. I mean, you can't. I understand that he has talent. I understand that he even showed flashes last year, but now you add another major injury to that, and I just I, I don't. I don't know, like, I, the people that are like, I'll never touch OBJ, I'll never draft him, like, those people are wrong. The, the people that are saying OBJ is a top 16 wide receiver, those people are wrong as well. You must have them everywhere because you can get them for, like, wide receiver 40. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Wyatt has all of the OBJ, <laughs> apparently. I actually, I, I don't have any, and I would like to have at least, like, one or two shares just because I do feel like he can contribute and at his price, like, he can he could probably beat his price, like, be, like, the wide receiver... 28 or something yeah. like that yep. you know i just don't i I'm, i can't get on board like maybe even sneak into the wide receiver two you know like maybe 23 yeah exactly wide receiver 23 you know full assuming health and, and everything but yeah wide receiver a lot of touchdowns especially when you when you're talking about like we've added some really good wide receivers the past couple of years and so it's not like we're talking about even like three years ago when he could have been healthy or should have been healthy or whatever. We're talking about now where we've added that many more guys and we're expecting those guys to, to take leaps and, uh, and, and some guys even to come back from health. But uh, that brings us to our next one. It's from our boy and congratulations at FF, at FF underscore Spaceman. Congratulations on the new baby. We love you. Very happy for you and, your, and the space mama and the space baby. Um, you did it, man. You finally did it. But but this take did not do it for me. Uh, I know Duchesne's, Duchesne's is a big fan of Rondell Moore, and he probably agrees with this take. But it's Rondell Moore leads all rookie wide receivers in fantasy points. That is hot, my friend. I have been taking a lot of flack because I've been saying Rondell Moore leads all rookies in targets. Now, I am not going as far to say fantasy points because I don't think he has the yards, the A, the A dot, and the touchdown numbers that you'll see Chase get or maybe Devontae Smith if he's healthy. So this is hot. I'm not taking my headphones off. All right, we're headphones on because I think he'll be the, the biggest surprise to rookies. And I still stand by he leads the rookies in targets. I just I, I don't think he leads them in fantasy points. Yeah, I think even with the role, like you said, I, I don't think him leading in targets is that crazy. Yeah. Um, but with the role he has. do, though. I've been torn apart for that. No, but with the role he I mean, I, I would still lean Chase just because the the defense really? that the, the Bengals. I would think would be the favorite. I don't know if they're going to run or pass enough. You know, like they're, I, you know, just because you have a rushing QB. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be times where he's going to decide to run the ball rather than pass it. Uh, I do think you know he'll be up there, but I just think Chase is going to be heavily targeted with the you know and a defense, a, a defense that isn't very good. They didn't really do much to like add to the defense. They worried about the offense. I mean, they were like, hey, you know, like let's make a strength a strength or whatever. You know, like I guess it works, but uh, I just yeah, it's tough for me. But I think they'll be close in targets, but the points. Chase is going to be a mile away from Rondale. It's just it's just the type of receiver. I mean, we saw it in college. Yeah. Rondale was very, very good. He was heavily targeted, uh, and he did a lot with the ball. But he was targeted so short, you know, like he had such a short yeah. A dot that, like, that meant he got seven yards, yeah. <laughs> nine yards, like whatever. He's You're not waiting. breaking off 
40-yard bombs and well, doing he, that, unless they up. use them different. He wasn't breaking off bombs, but he, he was breaking them off after the catch because he's the best after the catch in the class. But it's just that, yeah, he's going to be targeted. He, Kyler has a has one of the lowest A dots. Rondell Moore is a low A dot volume receiver. He's going to – I think he leads in, recept, uh, in targets, but – Chase is going to have like an A dot that's like three times as much as Rondell Moore, and he should have double the touchdown numbers. Yeah, and you still have to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I know people love them some Higgins, but Higgins is not Nook. Like he's not DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, and so when you're comparing the two, like DeAndre is still going to get his what twenty eight percent target yeah. share, you know, something around there. And, uh, and and I mean, I I do not fall for for camp hype. But man, they are hyping AJ Green right now. Like, oh, they are well, hyping. Get the fuck out of here with that. It's 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 DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, or running back Chase Edmonds. That's it. Those are the only no, three I, fucking options. And I and I agree with you. But still, DeAndre Hopkins getting a twenty eight percent share yeah, is enough to be like you know like he's going to get his. And so Rondell, even with a decent amount of targets, you know they run a lot of four uh, four wide receiver sets and everything. But I just I, I don't see it. I'm, I'm with you fully. And you're not targeting Rondell in the red zone. No, you know, it, it, it's going to be, yeah. he's going to be uh, in between the 20s kind of player, and it's going to be great for the team. And, you know, it'll probably even be decent for your for your actual dynasty teams or, or fantasy teams. I think it'll be excellent for it, but he's not going to be the highest scoring rookie. I think he's going to be like the wide receiver four, you know, something like that for rookies. Like, you know, uh, something around two, there. I'd say two, honestly. <laughs> so, I, I really, I, honestly, I really feel like Chase, Smith, and Waddle are all going to be ahead of him. Um, after that, it starts getting a little iffy. I mean, Bateman is kind of in the discussion, but like I, I feel like they won't be that different. But I just, that's just how I have I just it think ranked right Chase's now. Chase's head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to say. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, that which brings us to another guy uh, talking about a second year leap, and it is our boy Omega. King, um, uh, I can't talk Omega King. One four one four, and it's Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk takes the biggest second year leap of the 2020 wide receivers. Omega, get the fuck out of here. That shit's crazy. That's hot. <laughs> you got to think math here. Like, Ayuk was already, you're already starting here. So, like, where's he going to jump to, wide receiver one? You got to start here and find that huge jump. And that's that's Jerry Judy, baby. That's the that's Jerry Judy. Judy, that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, not only that, but if you if nothing was changing on that team, Maybe, maybe you talk about a second year leap or, you know, like a massive sec. Like, that's the thing. He's not just saying he's taking a second year leap. He's talking about he's taking the biggest second year leap of any player. And, you know, when we have people like Judy, uh, you know, when we have uh, players players like that and Dave Toronto, Toronto Dave, uh, why is your name backwards? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I want Toronto Dave. I, I don't like I don't like it being backwards, but he loves him some Judy. Um I, I don't know. Judy seems like the, the correct answer. And I like Ayuk. I like his talent. But you're talking about a rookie QB coming in at some point. Also, another rushing QB like we were talking about. And also, one of the most raw prospects that we've seen in a very long time. And uh, J.J. Zacharyson's talk about uh, you know what rookie QBs do in general for wide receivers. They generally don't have very many wide receiver ones. And if they do, it's only one. And then, you know, I'm not even talking about Debo Samuel being healthy, uh, George Kittle being healthy, or them adding additions like Trey Sermon. And <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't even mention it, but Jalen Hurd being healthy. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know, I, I shouldn't have said it. Um, but like, I could see him 
I can see him being a good piece for your team. I can see him being a wide receiver too. I do not see him taking a jump or a leap. Uh, if anything, I'd see him taking a small step back, you know? Yeah, I think he hovers around where he was, which is very good for your fantasy teams. It's a very good wide receiver. But if we're, if, if we're framing it the way that you said it, the biggest jump, he would have to be a top three wide receiver or some shit. Cause, I mean, what was he? Like a, like a mid wide receiver two when it was said and done? Like, like 20? Yeah, I mean, something? yeah, for him to take the biggest jump, you know, if, if we're assuming Judy's taking a jump, if we're assuming, you know, that, that some of these other players are, are, you know, like even like a Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs, um, you know, people like that, if we're, we're assuming that they're taking a, a jump, then he's going to have to take a pretty massive leap into the, the wide receiver ones to really be you know that much better. So he was wide receiver 34 in PPR and Judy was wide receiver 47. So that's already making up 14 spots. And I, and I think Judy finishes higher than I this year. Yeah. And I mean, going off of points per game, uh, you know, you'd probably be even a little bit higher, you know, than just the average or the fin- total finish, because obviously he didn't start like week one or if he did, he, you know, he, he wasn't like a, a big part of the plan. And obviously we know that, Ju- uh, not Judy, uh, Debo and Kittle got injured and that's when he really flourished. So, uh, I'd, I'd definitely like to see, I'd like to see him take a jump. I just think it's going to be difficult with the transition from the, the two QBs and, and things like that. Um, drop the mic. What's up, bud? Thanks for watching. Uh, so that was it from Omega. Uh, yeah, get get the hell out of here. Go Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Go by Judy. Sell I you. <laughs> no. uh, that brings us to our boy FF Tyler O at FF Tyler O on Twitter. And it is not that hot, but Dak equals the QB one overall. What do you think of that one? That's not so bad. I mean, he's in that tier that should. That is that has a realistic chance. I have five quarterbacks yeah. that I think he's the fifth one in it, but it's a tier of it's a tier of five that could could reasonably finish as the QB one. He's got the he's got the best wide receiver core uh, in the game. I mean, maybe Tannehill with Julio and AJ Brown, but he's right there. Uh, he's got the talent. He's got the rushing ability. He's got the shitty defense. Like it's all it's <laughs> it's right there. It's not that's not hot at all. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I don't I don't expect it. I'm not ranking him that way, but like it's not that hot. It, it's not like unbelievable uh, that he could be the QB one. Although you know Tyler's probably banking on the seven thousand yards that he was. Uh, you know, if you extrapolate for and, and all that kind of stuff, that's probably what Tyler's thinking. But yeah, I, I don't think it's that hot. Uh, but you know, I, I also think that like the, old, the offensive line being healthier. Uh, the defense being slightly better because yeah, it's still bad, but like they were terrible last year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think things are going to come down a little bit more, you know, down to earth. Uh, and then we only had that small sample, and it was against three of the worst defenses in the league last year, except for the one good defense that they played was the Rams in Week One, and he had like 16 points. So you know, like it's really tough to to base everything off of those four weeks, but. I, I think it'll come down to earth a little bit. But like I said, not not absolutely insane. I think I have him as like QB5 or something like that. So uh, definitely up there. Uh, that brings us to our next one. And it's Marvin Jones is a top 30 wide receiver this year. Uh, uh, there's, so, there's like 50 wide receivers that could be 24 through 60. So like, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it might sound hot off the tongue. But if, 
It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people, he's, you know, he's changing, he's changing teams. He has a rookie quarterback. People are, you know, probably just completely forgetting. Like, they kind of already forgot about him last year anyway. Uh, and then he still did pretty well. And obviously, that was with Matthew Stafford, different team, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but we're all sitting here ranking Trevor Lawrence as like a top 10, top, at least a top 12 quarterback. And yet nobody wants any of his receivers except for LaBisca Chenault for whatever reason. Yeah. So, <laughs> his own coach doesn't even want him. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, and and like you said, they're, they're, that's such a tier from like yeah. wide receiver twenty eight to wide receiver like forty six or something like that. Like that's such a huge tier. I like all those players could do it, and I have them as wide receiver thirty eight. So that's not hot. Like it, it's not that hot. Like he could easily finish his wide receiver thirty. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's wide receiver twenty eight. <laughs> Dave pretty, says it's a pretty low bar. It definitely yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, I actually know, like thinking about it now, you know, between the Dak QB one and the Marvin Jones uh, wide receiver thirty, Tyler's coming in with the lukewarm bathwater yeah. takes right now. <laughs> it was like I just saw on Twitter before I hopped on Adam Humphreys reuniting with Fitzpatrick will absolutely beat his ADP, which is like wide receiver one hundred five. It's like what he catches one ball, like. He's, he's gonna be wide receiver eighty six. Fuck all y'all bitches. And he's gonna do nothing for your fantasy teams. Exactly. But yeah, Marvin Jones should beat his ADP. I wouldn't be surprised if he stopped there. All right. So his Tyler's last one probably would have been hot before today or before like this week. And this actually came in before this week, and so I'm assuming he thought it was kind of spicy when he when he said it. And it was uh, JT is not a top six running back this year. Once again, this is before the, the Wentz news, this is before the Quentin Nelson news and the other uh, offensive linemen that got injured. So obviously things have changed <laughs> quite a bit since then, but uh, what do you think about JT not being a top six redraft running back? He never was. That's exactly it. He, he wasn't a top six uh, running back. People thought he was just because of the way he ended the year and everything, but... He wasn't going to be a top six running back. He got a shitload of targets because of Philip Rivers, and that's what Philip Rivers does. And now Philip Rivers is no longer on the team. Carson Wentz could have been healthy. Quentin Nelson could have been healthy. He wasn't going to be a top six running back unless he had some like insane touchdown rate, which he probably wasn't getting. But I, <laughs> Mike agrees with this, so we appreciate that too. And uh, and Dave said top six is hard to do regardless, which is also true. I mean you. One, all right, so once again, Tyler just came in with like the most bathwater, <laughs> lukewarm takes in the world, and uh, you know you, you gotta you gotta step up the game there, Tyler. <laughs> that brings us to our uh, Lithuanian fan, uh, Todd, one of our good friends here, and it's at Cinelio on Twitter, C I N E L I O O, and he had some pretty. Uh, pretty bathwater lukewarm takes as well like i don't really disagree with too many of these so i'll go over them pretty quickly but it was russell wilson is the qb1 overall derrick henry is the rb1 overall and then the third one gets a little spicy so why don't you go ahead and, and talk about the first two what do you think of those uh i don't agree with them uh henry has they both have the chance to do it um i just don't think they will uh russell wilson we've seen on fire and it slows down. Uh, I think they might try and run the ball more this year. 
I have him right outside that tier of quarterbacks that I really think have a chance to finish as the QB one. He's got the two weapons, but and he has the rushing ability. But I don't I don't have like a like it's like some stats or some real narrative to to throw at you. I just don't I don't see him being the QB one at the end of the year. Well, so this is my chance. This is my opportunity to talk about danger rate. Yay. <laughs> Yay. There we are. So um, yeah, I've been working on this danger rate crap and it, uh, but I've also been working on interception regression, which is, uh, you know, Deshane's loves that shit. And anytime you can mention regression, he, he loves it. But I, he actually threw uh, 17% more uh, interceptions last year than he should have. He, he threw a lot more interceptions than he should have. And I've seen from the research that I've done that year to year that regresses back to the mean. And sometimes it'll even regress way, you know, in the other direction. And so I'm not saying all of a sudden he's going to be the QB one just because of interceptions, but I'm saying like last year he started off so hot and the second half of the year, he had an insane amount of interceptions compared to what he should have had because of the danger plays and the danger rate that he had. And I see that kind of leveling out. And uh, because of that, I have him as a top five uh, QB this year. So it's kind of the same thing with Dak. I'm not saying that he will be QB1. I definitely have a different QB1. But I don't think it's that spicy or that hot, you know, like to say, like, he could finish as the QB1. I put a lot of stock in divisions. And maybe that's stupid. I don't know if there's actually, like, anything written about this. But first of all, I think division games are tough no matter what. Like, and... for the most part, unless you have maybe fucking the Lions or the Texans of last year. But I think divisional games are tough, and he's getting the toughest division. So six of his games, he's got two Rams, two 49ers that are coming back healthy that play him tough, and then two Cardinals games, that are, and they're on the up. Like, they've, they're improving their defense. So that's six games of your 16 or 17 fantasy games right there that are tough, and that's without looking that's at true. the rest of the schedule. I think Russ is a fantastic quarterback, and I'm above him as my QB1. I just I, I don't have him finishing as the QB1. No, that's a good point. Uh, but Derrick Henry, that one's not spicy at all, right? I mean, like... It, it, I just posted yesterday on Twitter running backs with the with the chance of finishing as the RB1 in order, and Henry made the list. I didn't put Chubb on there because I just didn't feel like... I, I could have gotten more engagement, you know, gotten that clickbait, because I do <laughs> think that Chubb can finish as the RB1. I think Derrick Henry absolutely can, but I don't think he does. Uh, he doesn't... He doesn't have the receptions, which is why we don't play full PPR because full PPR is fucking broken. Sucks. Sucks. Um, But I think he takes a step back in his usage, and he's still a fantastic running back. He's still a fantastic RB1. He's still great at ADP, but he doesn't have the RB1 upside because I think Julio and A.J. Brown are fucking balling out this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dave... God damn it. Toronto Dave. I, I hate your name. Dave Toronto is just fucking me up. Toronto Dave says Henry was uh, RB4 in, in PPR, if I remember correctly. Once again, this is why we don't do full point PPR for running backs. Um, that's garbage. Uh, tiered PPR is the way. And uh, more importantly, uh, I, I think uh, Dave says he's going to try and change the name. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> But, but more importantly, uh, when talking about him finishing as the RB4, I actually think that that offense could be more efficient this year. Everyone hates on Corey Davis. You add in Julio Jones, one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best. And you know, like I actually think that that offense could be more efficient this year. And if that's the case, then he scores more touchdowns. Um, I'm not expecting him to have more yards. I mean, although, you know, obviously there's one more game. But, I mean, just 
per game. I'm not expecting him to have more yards, but I just I feel like it's not that crazy for him to be the one. There are some people that are fading him because of history of 2,000-yard rushers, and that's fucking stupid. Yeah. We we use past production to, to predict future production, but we don't do past production from different fucking players in different situations on different teams in different eras. That's a stupid reason to be fading Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, like, you have all these players that like completely fell off after the two thousand yards seasons, except for Adrian Peterson, and everyone's like, "Well, yeah, you know," but like all these other players did, yeah, but, you know, like the other, side. but the other three players, you know, like don't you know, get out of this fucking small sample shit. <laughs> yeah, because Derrick Henry's fucking Chris Johnson, dude. Like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, the two hundred and fifty pound Derrick Henry is exactly the same as Chris Johnson. <laughs> um, and, and drop the mic says we all know how you feel about Chubb, and honestly, like, I, I would have put. I don't know if I would have put him as a RB1 at the RB1, but he's obviously a very high-end RB1. So, um, But then the last one that, that uh, Tot had for us was, gets a little spicier. Maybe he's banking on some injuries. Maybe I don't, I don't know exactly what he's thinking, but uh, Fant breaks into – Noah Fant breaks into uh, the top three tight ends. What do you think of that one? I loved this idea a couple months ago when I was thinking that Deshaun Watson was going there, and then I faded it. But then I was back on it because I thought Aaron Rodgers might go there. Then I was back off of it. Then I was back on it because I thought Jimmy Garoppolo might. No one's going there. They have no fucking quarterback. Uh, he's still high for me. I've got him at like eight, but he could he could be there at three because if 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 anyone gets injured, either Waller or Kelsey, if either of them gets injured, it's just the to- the one's a foregone conclusion, and now it's literally a toss up for two or three. And people are high on Hawkinson, but I don't think that the Lions are going to be worth it, damn at all. I don't care if he gets a big target share. I I Fan could go for fucking what sixty, twelve hundred and twelve touchdowns. That's 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 tight end three. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, my thing is when I'm ranking and, and even for hot takes, like I'm not banking on injuries. I, yeah. I don't want to bank on injuries. And I feel like that's what you're kind of banking on here. Um, beyond that, you know, you're adding Cortland Sutton back and we don't know if he's going to be hundred percent healthy, hundred percent back and like that kind of thing, at least in the beginning of the year, but he's still there and he's still going to, you know, he's still going to get targeted because of it. We know that Fant hasn't been hundred percent healthy himself, but once again, I'm not, I'm not going to like sit there and, and talk about injuries with him. I'm hoping and, and assuming he'll be fully healthy as well. But then, um, and then now you have a second year Judy. We're expecting him to take that leap that we were talking about before. And so you have a second year Judy, assuming that we have a better QB this year than, than last year. Like, we're, I see Fant being a good tight end. And, you know, we know that after tight end six, seven, whatever, just completely falls off. I expect him to be up there in that top six mix. But top three, at that point, I feel like you're just banking on injuries, and, and I'm definitely not doing all that. Yeah, because you have Kelsey Waller, Kittle. That's really like the top three. I know it's chalk, but like, then you, then there, he's in that tier after Manju's Hawk, Fant, I mean, Pitts. Like, so if you, if, if one of those guys gets injured and he finishes at the top of that tier, he's already there at, at tight end three because it's just such a, such a weak and shallow position. Yeah, and then the other thing that we talked about was, you know, them trading up for Javante Williams. If you're expecting Javante Williams to be the stud, then I don't know if we can really expect, you know, them to to be passing enough to feed Sutton, Judy, Fant, Hamler, everyone else. So it just seems like 
it seems like it's asking or wanting a lot, and you know, I'm definitely not behind it. But give me Derrick Henry, the RB1 overall, all day long. I'll take it. Um, and also change your scoring settings. Do not have full PPR because that's garbage. If you need any uh, hints or, or tips, uh, slide into the DMs. I can give you them because I've created quite a few leagues at this point where I have changed the scoring settings, and uh, we have some pretty good leagues now. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to bring us to, uh, we have two people talking about the same player here, and it's at FF underscore Rebel and at Brother underscore FF. And they're talking about A.J. Dillon, and uh, Rebel says A.J. Dillon is going to be an RB2 this season, but that leads us to the actual hot take, which is Brother underscore FF says A.J. Dillon is a top 20 running back and takes over as the lead back in uh in green bay by the end of the year um that is extremely hot in my eyes i think you kind of have to be you kind of just have to be banking on injury once again because what have we seen from the packers or from aaron jones besides him missing a couple games here or there that he wouldn't be the rb1 in that team I was I was all aboard the AJ Dillon train for a while because I thought that Aaron Jones was going to be gone. Aaron Jones is still there. <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't I like AJ Dillon. I like his talent. I, I think he can be a good running back in the NFL. I don't think he's good enough to take Aaron Jones' you know job. I don't I don't think he's going to take your job or anything like that. It just doesn't doesn't seem likely. But what do you think, James? Was this brother Roz's or did I or uh, Rebel? Yeah, yeah. So Rebel just had him as an RB two, and yeah. then Roz has him as an RB or a top twenty RB, but also taking the lead back, lead back before okay. the end of the year. Yep. So we're on the AJ Dillon ones. Uh, I know he's not a top twenty RB. I just I can't do that. Uh, Aaron Jones is the dude, man. And they're, it's, they they posted the pictures. This is the last dance. They didn't have no dances with A.J. Dillon, all right? This is the last <laughs> dance. AJ, Aaron Jones is the guy this year, all right? So ride it one more time. He's going to be undervalued. He's going to be underdrafted. Uh, and midway through the year, if you're so high on A.J. Dillon, dude, go get, go get him for a second. Go give some running back that's popping off. Add a, sec- add a second to him. It's okay to overpay for you guys because there's nothing wrong with thinking that A.J. Dillon's the guy next year. And could be a serviceable guy. Uh, if you're banking on an injury, like John said, Aaron Jones injury, uh, that's just it's just not good practice. It's not good practice to be banking on that. Uh, it's it's great when it happens, but you don't even feel good when that happens. You know? Yeah. the The only thing I can say is that um, AJ Dillon's going as like the running back forty four in in rookie or uh, redraft drafts right now, and so it, it's one of those things where you can have him as a very good. Uh, you know, handcuff or, you know, somebody else's handcuff and just have him as a good pickup, like late round pickup. But banking on him as a top 20 running back is, is probably a fool's errand. Uh, for dynasty purposes, I love having A.J. Dillon. In fact, I, dra- I traded for A.J. Dillon with you, Duchesne's, um earlier in the offseason. So I-, I like adding him in trades, but there's a very big difference between adding him in trades and, and like hoping he's going to be a-, a top 20 RB for you. <laughs> Yeah, that deal was, man, it was like Herbert and A.J. Dillon. And so, uh, I shouldn't even say it without having the full thing up. But it was a good trade, and I still like it now. Um, it was it it was risky on my part. It was oh, Herbert. It was also, I also added Chase, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was Herbert for um, Mac, Jones, Chase, and A.J. Dillon. I might have thrown something else in. I don't remember, but I, I, I those were like well, the that main was it. Mac Jones. 
Uh, yeah, Chase and AJ Dillon for Herbert. Yeah, that was the deal. I yeah, it's still a good so, deal. But th- that's the kind of stuff where I like getting AJ Dillon thrown into a deal. I don't like you trusting him, him as like. Yeah, I don't. I, well, yeah, because you wanted to give me like a second or a third or something like yeah. that. I'm like, no, nah, just give me AJ Dillon instead. <laughs> that wasn't big on AJ Dillon, anyways. Yeah, but you know he's gonna be. I, I people. I, I don't like people comparing him to Derrick Henry, but I mean there are a lot of similarities. Like there really are. Um, and, and so they both play running well, back. One of the similarities might be that it just might be two or three years before he really like breaks out, you know. And unfortunately, like that's just the way shit happens sometimes. And you know, like that's what happened with Derrick Henry. I don't think it was a talent thing. We can see now, you know, like it just sometimes NFL coaches, NFL teams don't utilize these players the way that we want them to. But in two, you know, in, in a year from a year from now, or you know, he could he could be a stud for your team if you get him thrown into trades. Uh, but yeah, get out of here with this uh, top twenty stuff. Like I could see him, I, I could see him being a uh, top like uh, running back three. I could definitely see that. Like, there's no issues with that. We know how they used Jamal Williams last year. Um, I expect them to use him on the goal line. But I feel like if you're talking about top twenty or even an RB two, I feel like you're talking about like him scoring a shitload of touchdowns. And at that point you're, you're probably banking on something that's not like a given. And I don't want to do that going into the season. Speaking of Jamal Williams, I would rather Jamal Williams or even uh, Gus Edwards to AJ Dillon, especially in redraft. I don't know about Williams, but I, I would definitely go with Edwards over uh, AJ Dillon. But I think we've, we've already, I think we talked about this before and we both agree that AJ Dillon is the handcuff in, uh, yeah. in redraft in dynasty or whatever. He's the best handcuff because he's, yeah. Especially with uh, with Aaron Rodgers being back, like he will score a shitload of points if Aaron Jones does go down. Yep. So that brings us to our hot takes. <laughs> so we're gonna get a little spicier here. <laughs> Although I, I feel like yours weren't as spicy as I kind of expected them to be, um, except for maybe the first one, or well, maybe we should make it the last one. Um, it looked a lot worse. But the 24 hours that uh, came after I posted it, but we're looking a yeah. little better now. Yeah, we're looking better now. All right, let's let's make that one the last one because I feel like it's the hottest. Well, let's start with uh, it's probably one that's considered spicy. I don't really see it that way. But uh, Julio Jones over AJ Brown. Uh, go ahead and, and give your reasoning, and then I'll uh, I'll let you know how hot it is. He's the alpha baby. AJ Brown gushes and looks up to the kid. He ain't gonna fucking outproduce him this year. I I just think Julio is the better wide receiver at this point. I've got AJ Brown way higher in my dynasty rankings, of course. But I'm still high. I'm probably higher than most people are on Julio still. He's in my top 24 of dynasty wide receivers still. I think he's a stud. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver this year with Tannehill in a great offense. Uh, the red zone woes, those are not on Julio. Those are on Matt Ryan. If you go looking back, if you go look back, Matt Ryan struggles in the red zone, always has. Great between the 20s, though. Good quarterback. And I just think that he's the one in that offense and he's uh, the better wide receiver. And this has nothing to do with the fact that you get him six rounds later or whatever. Yeah, probably four rounds later in redraft. Yeah, probably. But you know, I'm I'm 100% on board with you. I actually have him two spots ahead of AJ Brown in redraft rankings. I just don't see. Once I I hate that we're going back to injury on everything, but I feel like you know <laughs> if if you're talking about Julio not outproducing AJ Brown, it's because of injury. And I'm not about that life once again. So I think that, you know, like we've seen what Julio has done throughout his career. 
he actually, even though he was injured last year, he actually performed at an extremely high level, even though he was trying to play through injury. He was still a top wide receiver when he was on the field. And so I don't want people to... I don't want people to think like, oh, just because of last year he missed some games, he tried to play through it, like all of a sudden he's just washed. That's not the case. There's there's players that try to play through injuries, that try to extend their careers, and they are washed. Julio is not that guy. Um, A.J. Brown is a very good up-and-coming wide receiver. He is not Julio Jones, and I feel like Ryan Tannehill is going to figure that out pretty quickly. And once you know, like Duchesne, the – the problem with the red zone and, and everything was not Julio Jones. Like we've seen what Julio Jones can do in the red zone uh, or just, you know, in, in general. And that doesn't just go away because uh, he's, you know, in the twenties or, you know, beyond the twenties. So I think that Julio Jones is a top 12 wide receiver this year, assuming health. And uh, I don't know if I can quite say the same with, uh, with AJ Brown, although he'll probably be pretty close because he is a very efficient wide receiver. That's where he makes his money is the efficiency. Yeah, and obviously that's what you need with a you know with a low volume offense and everything like that. But I just drafted Julio in that redraft league that we're in, um, and I have the Henry and Julio stack. People are always like, "Oh, but Henry goes away when they're losing." Okay, well now I got Julio too. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you th- what do you think? It's of that? good. To, it's good to stack the wide receiver and running back on teams on offenses you expect to be good because you just probably gathered. 50% of their offensive touchdowns, roughly. Like you're- That's that's how I'm looking at it. And that was like the conversation that went down is like, yeah, you know, they're going to score points. Julio is going to be Julio no matter what. But on the like that off game where, you know, we see it like once or twice a year where Henry just has that game where he has like nine points because he still got you 90 yards, but he didn't score any touchdowns and that kind of thing. Okay, well, now Julio has two touchdowns. You know, so like we're, we're still sitting pretty. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm all about that one. I don't even think it's that hot. Although I feel like the community just loves AJ Brown so much, and and they're down on Julio, so it seems hot, but it really shouldn't be. But now we get to a, hot, a spicy one. Why don't you tell us about your boy Devonte Parker? I don't understand why it's so spicy though. I mean, I've been very strong on it because I've I'm I'm, I'm mirroring the the angst and the animosity that my Devonte Parker is the wide receiver one dolphin like wide receiver the hate that dad's getting is making me have to go reflect and go headphones off like it but it's so easy to me that Devontae Parker is the wide receiver one in Miami because the other two guys are just not guys that I'm willing to bet on and and also we have Devontae Parker going later than all three but he's the alpha on that team he's not coming into the new offense I don't really subscribe to the wide receiver new offense um you know fading a guy for that reason but right uh, Waddle, I think, is the, by far the best dynasty asset. But for this year, I'm taking Devontae Parker with an improved Tua who seems to be knowing the system. And when he played with Tua last year, he did decent. Like He averaged eight or nine targets a game, 60 yards. And I think he was putting up, like I don't know, 15 points, like something. Maybe not that much. But he was good with Tua his rookie year, and I expect that offense to be better. I expect him to be the wide receiver one. I, I I have to disagree here. <laughs> Parker hasn't shown us anything beyond you know the one year where he just completely went off in the second half of the year. Um, he still had, even though he missed a couple games last year, he still had the 33rd most targets, and yet he still only scored 11.9 points per game. So it wasn't the 15 that you were hoping for. Well, there. no, I was talking about the two uh, <laughs> split. Oh, okay, yeah, that might be true. I think it was 13, I did not look. Though. 
I didn't look that, but I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick played out of his no, mind. No, he played last the best year. with Fitz with the contested ball thing. So you know, like uh, uh, no, I, I don't know, but still, eleven point nine points per game, not spectacular. I think it was like wide receiver thirty nine in points per game, even though he had the thirty third most targets. He's not overly efficient. He's not doing anything like overly amazing at this point. And then you add Will Fuller. Which once again, <laughs> health. Uh, obviously, the 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 one I'm not game suspension. Use as a cop out here. We've been no, I, I, I no, and, and I know I know your argument with Fuller, and I, I I tend to disagree, but I can kind of see it. But I think with Waddle, I mean, if you don't want to, if you want to discount Fuller because of of the the role that he plays and that kind of thing then I think Waddle has to be the complete opposite. They can't have two Zs. Like, they can't have two guys playing Waddle the same role. I think Waddle will be a deep guy. I think he'll be more towards the line of scrimmage guy. Right. So, at that point, I feel like they, they drafted him as a top six, you know, overall player. Like, he's going to be on the field. He's going to be used. Um, people, I know people were concerned about his ankle, but he's, he's playing right now. Like, he's practicing. He seems fine. They're talking about him making big plays and practice and everything. Honestly, he seems fine to me. I'm not overly concerned about that. I just don't see how you can say this wide receiver that's never truly done it, except for like a half a season. Well, he is did going finish to top o- five that as the season, but it was from a strong second half of the season. Yeah, but I I don't see how you can say, and it was obviously with a completely different team, different coaching uh, situation, different everything just about, um, and, and obviously different defense. Like their defense is pretty legit now. I don't know. Um, I actually, I was thinking that we were arguing uh, his points per game, but it doesn't matter as far as like the team. Like they're going to be, they're, they're going to pass how many times they're going to pass. But as far as saying he's the wide receiver one, I just, I can't get behind it. Well, you don't have to. I'll keep drafting him later. <laughs> think- the, the thing is, the funny thing is, I actually have him above ADP in redraft rankings. But well, I think he doesn't going- say much because he's so fucking low. In yeah, the- I was gonna say like, like I feel like he's or something. There's two yeah, he's, defenses he's- going before Devontae Parker in redraft. What are we <laughs> doing? What are we doing? <laughs> He's going as like the wide receiver fifty. I have him as like the wide receiver forty two or something oh, like that. Sweet, so dude. I don't know. Apparently, I probably have him at like twenty six or something. Which I think yeah, is the, the wide receiver one on that team. I think Fuller's right there with him and Waddle as well. I think they're all two to threes. I think he's the one on that team. I mean, the the thing is, there's so much changing on that team, on that offense, offensive coordinator. And one thing that stays the same is my point. <laughs> That's what I mean. It, it's impossible for They're me to say. They're building around him. Can't you tell, dude? <laughs> it's it's impossible for me to say with 100 percent like conviction that he will not be the wide receiver one on that team. But man, it's just I cannot believe it. I. I just can't get behind it, and uh, and Toronto Dave has his headphones off at this point. <laughs> Close. Oh man! And so another one, and this is gonna the people are gonna hate you for this one. That uh, they really are, even though I, I don't really know why. But uh, why don't you talk talk to us about your boy Terry McLaurin? My boy Terry McLaurin is a guy that I really like. I love him as a player. I love rooting for him. But it's just a guy that else as a community can't just seem to to see without our 
affinity because we hit it on him with a third round pick. When you hit it with a third round pick like that, dude, you rate these guys so much higher than they are because they're putting up just as much as those guys you took with the first, even though the guys you took with them are like fucking Amari Cooper, who is going later than him, who has those wide receiver one finishes. He doesn't have those cute wide receiver 20 finishes when there's no one else to throw to. Okay. Now they want to beat your, Antonio Gibson, like Nate said, I don't even know if we cover that one, but yeah, Ron Rivera treats uh, Gibson like uh, CMC. Okay, they bring in Sa- Curtis Samuel on a deal. They paid him to come in there. They also extended Logan Thomas. They drafted Diami Brown. Now he's going to take the step because they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. What? What has he ever done? He didn't, he couldn't even make Devontae Parker. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Terry McLaurin is just a guy that I really like. That's just going way too high. Right? He, he barely finishes inside the top two years, and he's been good. I know reception perception or whatever. He beats on man coverage. That's great. He's a good player. He's just not going to have the volume, and he's he's, he's just not going to be a wide receiver one this year. There's just too many better wide receivers. <laughs> Drop the mic. Knew what was going on. I. Um... Yeah, going with the uh, reception perception, I remember when Curtis Samuel was a better wide receiver than DJ Moore uh, based off of reception perception. Uh, too, they don't, so. they don't, they don't bring that one up though anymore. No, they don't do that. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not even hating on Matt Harmon or anything like that. I'm like, not it, either. It, 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 but it, the the point is like you, you should never just completely bank on, on one particular thing. And uh, yeah, he he is a very good wide receiver, but he's had no one. He's had literally no one there. Um, and you know, like he had a down year last year because he had no one, he had a you know, bad QB situation. We're hoping the QB situation's better this year, but he also has a lot more, a lot more, uh, you know, mouse to feed or whatever you want to call it here. And like Logan Thomas is going in his second year in the offense. Uh, I camp hype is getting crazy about Logan Thomas again. Um, I'm a huge fan of Deami Brown. And then, oh, yeah. hey, we have that boy, Curtis Samuel, perception, perception favorite, Curtis Samuel. Uh, you know, he's going to take all the targets, apparently. But I don't hate it. I don't hate F1. I, I like F1 a lot. I, I love I have him, him as a player and, and, like, as a leader and as a dude. Man, I, I love him, but not in fantasy, not as much as you guys. Well, the the – the take was he won't be an our a wide receiver one, and I have him as wide receiver fifteen on the year. I'm definitely not a F one hater. I like F one a lot, but that's obviously not a wide receiver one. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I don't even think it's that crazy. But I feel like I feel like people think it's a pretty hot take, even though he, he's only going as the wide receiver eleven in redraft, like according to fantasy pros. So if he's going as the wide receiver 11, then you guys don't really think he's that much of a wide receiver one anyway. Yeah, I mean, like it's not like I'm saying Tyreek Hill won't be a wide receiver one. Like these guys that are bona fide at the top of the ADP. Like I'm saying he's not going to be an he's not taking this jump that you guys are you guys are projecting. I'm sorry. I have him as 17 in redraft. All right, so that brings us to the one that's probably yeah. going to be considered the most hot um and, and oh wait, uh, Mike says it, it's not hot, but I want to disagree. Fade do shades, baby. Fade do shades. But so yeah, so this one's gonna get a little spicy. Uh, there's probably gonna be, be some hate mail. Uh, you're gonna be receiving some letters and everything. Zach Wilson is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence this year. It was in 2021, not for dynasty purposes. Just to be very clear. Yeah, very clear. I've I've. Uh, T-Lot way higher just because I believe in the talent more. 
This is more. This is more of just a narrative uh, take. Uh, I went and looked at the schedules last night when I did my rookie debut uh, pod, where I was predicting where they would go, and I was going through the schedule more, and I was actually kind of. Uh, uh, I was not pleased to see that Trevor Lawrence has a much easier schedule, but this is more going into my fading Urban Meyer and just I don't trust Urban Meyer and that operation to click right out of the gate and me more so trusting uh, Robert Sala and uh, Mike LaFleur and that sort of 49ers offense, as well as the talent in Wilson. Now he's gotten some bad pub with his mom being a, uh, a psycho and uh, all that. But Andy's a baby, but dude, watch the kid play, man. And he's he, he, we're gonna have some huge Zach Wilson fans, like the Josh Allen fans that we saw emerge this year. You're gonna see a lot of that happening with Zach Wilson. I guarantee it. Yeah, honestly, like I, I wanted to call you crazy on this one, but I I kind of feel the same way with the Urban Meyer thing. We've seen college coaches come in and not do what we expected, not do what we wanted them to do or hoped they were gonna do, and I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I feel like they both have a good situation they're walking into where, you know, like they both have good wide receivers. They both have, um, obviously the, I would say the Jags have a better running back situation, but like, yeah. uh, you know, but the jets, they worked on their offensive line. They brought in a, a, who I'm assuming are going to be, are, are going to be good coaches in uh, Salah and, uh, and LaFleur. Defense I, is worse too. I think. Yeah. But they're both bad. I, I don't for for 2021. I don't think it's that crazy to say Wilson ends up higher. Maybe I'm not expecting it, but it, it's not like it's not that insane. But I could definitely see. I don't see the Jets imploding in year one. I could see the Jags imploding in year one with Meyer, and then all of a sudden Meyer has a medical you know, issue yeah. and has to retire. Oh, and team yeah. sucks. Ah. I, uh, maybe that's the Florida fan in me. You know, like I I still hate him for like just completely being like, oh wait. I recruited like shit. I got to get out of here. And I have a medical history. I have a medical issue. And then go into Ohio State. But yeah, I could easily see the same exact thing. They lose a, a few games. He's not used to losing games. Uh, I've heard that narrative before. Neither and is all Trevor of a sudden, Lawrence. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, wait, we suck. You know, we got to get out of here. And uh, so I, I don't really don't think it's that hot. But, but people are probably going to come after you about that one. It's also a bet that I like a lot. Uh, his odds to win Rookie of the Year, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, are plus 1,000. So I, I, those are odds that I'm probably about to take. Uh, might see a yeah. de- degenerate dilemma coming soon. That would have been, yeah, thank you. That would be great. I th- th- That would have been, uh, you know, like kind of similar, or I'm assuming, to uh, you know, betting Justin Herbert last year. Um, yep. It was probably very similar odds. And, you know, people would have said you were crazy. And then, you know, here we are. So... I, I don't think it'd be uh, be that crazy for it to happen, but that'll bring us to my hot takes. And um, I don't feel like they're that hot, but I guess that's that's like me. <laughs> I don't know that, that that's the point. Um, so, and uh, Duchesne's has not seen these, so he's gonna be probably headphones off here in a second. But I'm glad I, they were saved. All right, I'm gonna start with one that I think you might slightly agree with. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, Baker. Mayfield is a top 10 QB in 2021. What do you think? I, I'm with you. I, I put him at 11, but uh, that was just because I that was in the ranking challenge. I think Baker absolutely smashes this year. I've been talking about it. And it might be counterintuitive to me shitting on OBJ at 16 from Wyatt earlier, but that's because I just don't think everything goes to OBJ. I think it's a lot of running, a lot of passes to a lot of really good tight ends, great defense. But 
I think Baker and Chubb absolutely kill it this year. I, I just don't have OBJ killing it. So no, uh, Baker as a, I have him as like a yeah, right there with you. I think people just completely forget about Landry and they're like, oh, OBJ's coming back and so Landry's just gone. And like that's just not the way it's going to be. I'm not saying Landry's going to be some top twelve wide receiver or anything like that. Yeah. But you know, I I don't see. I just don't see him completely going away. And then beyond that, they have they have three pretty good uh, tight ends that you know they can see the the field and, and they can be used. And they use a lot of two tight end sets. So you know we can see a lot of that without OBG OBG OBJ being fed. <laughs> and, uh, oh my, uh, my, my wife my, my my wife brought me another drink. So you know it's, <laughs> it's obviously showing at this point. But uh, yeah, I think we we look. I'm not trying to extrapolate or anything like that, but we look at what happened in the second half of the year last year when uh, Baker got more used to the offense, a brand new offense that uh, that Stefanski came in and brought in. Um, we obviously know about the, the weather games. Uh, I've, I've discussed quite a bit. You've got, you've got that narrative tattooed on you from for us in happy hour. If, as long as he doesn't play in bad weather. <laughs> but beyond but beyond that, we also know that Nick Chubb missed half a year. Yep. And so, you know, I feel like that definitely didn't help the offense by any means. And we saw, like, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, sorry, fantasy scouts, but Kareem Hunt came in and he did, he was not Nick Chubb. He, he did not do what he should have done or what people were expecting him to do if Nick Chubb went down. He was not that stud running back that the, the Browns needed. He was a decent running back. He was not terrible, but he was not Nick he Chubb. Did never ha- he never once had the RB1 upside. No, That's, n- that was not at point. all. Whereas Trump yeah. does if if Hunt goes down, and so and then you know you had the COVID game against the Jets later on in the year where every single wide receiver goes down. Like, I'm sorry, if you lose every single wide receiver on your team, you're you're probably going to have a pretty bad game. So like, there, there was just a lot. There was a lot going on last year. I'm not trying to make excuses, but I guess I'm making excuses. Oh, yeah, but the the things that I look at when I'm looking at QBs shows me that Baker is going to show up as a stud and he still had five QB one, uh, or I'm sorry, five top six QB games or QB yeah, weeks. He, when last he smashed, year. he smashed. And I expect this offense to be uber efficient this year. Exactly. So if you're assuming like he had five last year, uh, you know, let's just say he has eight. eight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're feeling pretty good about yourself at that point. And then uh, Mike says Hunt needs Chubb more than Chubb needs him, and that is Absolutely. probably the most accurate thing we've said here. If, if 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 Hunt and Chubb are playing, and Chubb goes down, Hunt goes from RB eighteen to RB twelve. If Chubb and Hunt are playing, he goes from RB eight to RB three. Yeah. When Hunt goes down. Exactly, and he also think I'm just talking about the Titans defense. But no, I, I, I honestly, I, I think Baker's going to smash this year. Top ten QB. That's definitely not consensus. I think he's going off the boards as like eighteen, uh, yeah, eighteen, something like that. So uh, definitely, whether it's uh, redraft or dynasty, I think he's a, a smash in drafts. But that's going to bring me to my my last one and my spicy one. Go ahead and get yourself ready. Get those headphones lubed. And here we go. Corey Davis is a wide receiver two in 2021. <laughs> the headphones are off. I think he broke his computer, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're muted. You must be <laughs> loving my Zach Wilson take. 
<laughs> I'm loving the Zach Wilson take. I, I'm right. That's why I'm right there with you. I I actually think I I think Wilson's getting a lot of hate, but they set him up so well. They added to the offensive line last year. They added to the offensive line this year. They added to the wide receivers. You know, and, and like it's not just he's not walking in like a lot of these guys walk in like a, a burrow last year you know like where he had a couple wide receivers but he had no offensive line like he's not walking in like that he's walking into like a pretty decent situation situation but Corey davis is one of those pieces and he's going to be a wide receiver too in 2021 thank you at least you gave us a hot take and you didn't leave here with freaking like lukewarm no and no, i wasn't take. doing that that's <laughs> at least hot um yeah, I don't like it at all, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't rank past 24, 25, 26. So, like, I didn't even go 230, 36, 40. I, I was just doing it uh, my redraft rankings as a 30-minute as a challenge thing. Right. Uh, I probably, and I'm just spitting, spitting here, I probably would have had him at, like, 35, 36. So, and it's a massive tier of wide receivers. Now, it, I, for him to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, of course we had to talk Corey Davis tonight. <laughs> it's the be- monocle. If we don't talk about Corey Davis, like it, it's literally like on the show sheet every week. Talk about Corey Davis and then talk about some stats. Zach Wilson has to smash because, I mean, I, you expect him to be the one in that offense over Elijah? Yeah, yeah. I'm, trust me, I love Elijah more. I'm not saying that like Elijah is going to be garbage or he's not going to break out. I do think he will do that. I just think that, like you said, the Jets' defense is not that good. They're going to have to throw, and Corey Davis is going to be there. Elijah is going to be there, and you might even get some Mims thrown in there. Oh, too. I was like, what happened to Mims? Wide receiver. <laughs> um, it sounds spicy in my head when I say Corey Davis over Elijah Moore until you say it out loud. It's okay to say these things. Think about them. You know, you reflect <laughs> on them. Don't just be eaten by your emotions. Uh, yep. I love Elijah Moore, but it actually, when I say it, it doesn't. It's not that crazy for me to see Corey Davis be the one in that offense this year, and I expect Zach Wilson to be good. <sighs> top two, top top twenty four is tough. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, he, all right. So he so he was the wide receiver twenty six in points per game last year, um, already. So he also missed a couple games. He was injured a couple games, and he had two games of zero points. He doesn't so, have Julio Jones. I mean, he doesn't have AJ Brown or Derrick Henry either, though. No, it, it, I get that. I don't like, even know, you know if that helps or hurts. But I can't. Think, I can't. Well, I think it's. Helps. I think it's a little bit of both. Like the the efficiency is probably going to go down a little bit because obviously he's moving to a rookie QB yeah. and a, you know new offense, and new the everything. Of it. But it, it may, and and the quality. Efficiency. But I think the quantity is going to go up. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it was a very low volume offense in the Titans. Obviously, they, they were banking or they were you know leaning on Derrick Henry, and then obviously AJ Brown was still there. You know, even if Elijah Moore does completely show up and and just blow up, that doesn't mean that Corey Davis can't stand out as a as a wide receiver too. I'm yeah. not saying he's going to be a top twelve wide receiver or anything like that. If if it was a different situation, if he was still on the Titans right now instead of Julio Jones, I might actually make that claim. But I can't do it when he you know when you have a rookie QB, new situation, and you know new team and all that kind of stuff. So I'm saying wide receiver twenty four or better. And uh, I, don't, I don't think it's that hot, but I know people probably... I mean, especially with the ADP, yeah. he's going as like the wide receiver 51 or something like that. Uh, like, he ain't going that low. He's going before ZVP, but... Nah, I, I, can see know, his, I can see the change being good for him, being in a new spot that wanted him to come in. Um, 
young, a very young team. Uh, he could he could become a fucking leader there. I'm seeing this narrative; it's weaving together in my head. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I've ever actually convinced you, Shane's of anything before. So like, I feel oh, like I'm but actually... please come on. We agree <laughs> quite a bit. It's just the takes that you're awfully wrong about. I can't let sit there. <laughs> Uh, Teddy this Bridge is what happens when you're not right? married to numbers, though, where you don't have numbers that tell you the answers, and then you have to be married. It's okay. Let it. Let just what feels right, dude. Only only Duchesne's can come onto the monocle and then completely shit all over numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That was the hot takes. Um, we actually had some good ones last year. Uh, some of the best ones from last year were uh, Calvin Ridley was going to be a, a, a top 12 uh, wide receiver uh, and uh, actually had that from multiple people. I feel like they got a little lucky because obviously Julio got hurt. We, you know, we don't know exactly what would have happened had he not. But uh, those were definitely the best ones uh, from last year. Were that mine from last year? Not the greatest. Uh, oh, and actually, that's not true. I had Kyler Murray as the QB1. He, he finished as the QB1, um, at least through QB, uh, through week 16. People talk about week 17. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. But um, the other one was DJ Moore will be the wide receiver one. And uh, I don't think – it was close, but I don't think he quite finishes the wide receiver one. So I, 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 was, I, I guess I was 50-50. That's not, that's not the worst. Yeah, you. Were, it was kind of funny how exactly he finished from the year before, uh, like yards and touchdowns. <laughs> like it was like the exact same. It was so year. close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I t- I talked a lot of shit. We both talked a lot of shit, but a lot of them were friends. But these are hot takes. We're just having fun with it. I think so. At the end of the end of the day, don't be too butthurt. I mean, look at how hard we ripped each other's stakes apart. It's all for fun. So, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for having me on here. It's always fun to talk hot hot takes, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave Toronto, whoever that guy is, had fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I had fun, too, and I appreciate it. And I, I had to have you on. As soon as I – I was like, you know what? I did it last year. I need to do it again. I haven't had a guest on in weeks. I mean, months maybe. I, I really don't even remember the last time I had a guest on. And I was just like, I, I need to have some guests on. <laughs> I need to do some some like fun shows because it's been all about the numbers. And I, I know my listeners appreciate that. But at the, same time, at the same time, like you probably want to have a little bit of fun every once in a while. And the hot takes... As long as they're somewhat realistic, like I think it, it's fun to like discuss it and trying to figure out. And like you said, like the Corey Davis as a wide receiver too was way spicy, right? Like when you first thought about it, and then you thought about it for twenty more seconds, <laughs> two more minutes, whatever, and you're like, eh, maybe it's not that spicy. You know, you start actually like putting like numbers to people and and, and uh, faces and, and things like that. So appreciate you coming on. Uh, always always welcome on the hot takes. Uh, hot takes pod or, or anything like that Duchesne's where can we find you what are you up to I'm at Duchesne's underscore I'm sure you know me because uh, I'm a big shot like that but if you like having fun like that you can catch me at Terrestrial Takes uh, the podcast wherever you stream those that's where we talk fantasy and football and more of those items but I've also just started a new pod called Getting After It where we talk about UFC but it's definitely it's more of a casual just chill session where we talk we talk UFC, we talk basketball, and then a lot of food talk. So terrestrial takes, getting after it, at Duchesne's underscore. 
Yeah, and we're uh, we're trying to convince Duchesne's to to put his uh, rankings, make them public here pretty soon. Uh, I'm really hoping that that's going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously that'll be on the link tree if it ever does happen. So just you know, check it out and make sure you follow Duchesne's at Duchesne's underscore. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed it because obviously we did. But we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.